Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your D1 Team 5 for Friday afternoon, May 7th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into today's biggest stories. On the athletic director front, Florida State Athletic Director David Coburn has expressed interest in succeeding President John Thrasher as the university's next CEO. Coburn saying, At this point, I would say I am seriously considering getting into it. I did ask some people to write me letters, including State Representative Al Lawson. I'm going to make a decision shortly, obviously, because I'm out of time. The Monroe News star's Corey Diaz names five possible AD candidates at Grambling State. First, Xavier, Louisiana AD Jason Horn, New Orleans AD Tim Duncan, Southern Deputy AD and COO Travion Scott, William & Mary Senior Associate AD and Executive Director of Athletics Development Anthony Henderson, and Alcorn State Athletic Director Derek Horn. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's Jeff Petrikas reports outgoing Wisconsin AD Barry Alvarez will start working in the Big Ten office after his retirement this summer to, quote, serve as a liaison between the league and its football coaches. Sacred Heart AD Bobby Valentine is announcing his candidacy for mayor of his hometown, Stamford, Connecticut. Valentine saying, It's been great to see Stamford grow the way it has over the years, and I want to lead us into that new world that Stamford will be in the future. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner reports the Pac-12 commissioner search could be resolved in the next week or 10 days. Wilner points the sources who note of the search, Alignment has been a challenge. No matter who you pick, there's going to be a resistance because there are two factions. There has been a definite preference to finding diverse candidates, and that's exactly what they should be doing. Hartford softball student-athletes have blacked out the Hartford across their chest on their uniforms for today's game with Binghamton. Hawks head men's basketball coach John Gallagher releasing a statement today saying, I am extremely disappointed in the Board of Regents vote yesterday. We met as a team today, and we made a united decision that we are staying together to play next season. We will fight hard to repeat our success and continue to elevate the program to new heights. However, at least one student athlete is in the transfer portal. Vermont Athletic Director Jeff Shulman released a statement regarding the handling of sexual misconduct cases on campus, saying in part, At no time is athletic status, gender, or sport a factor in determining responsibility or an appropriate sanction. The athletic department has treated and will continue to treat every allegation with the utmost seriousness, ensuring that cases are immediately referred to UVM's Office of Affirmative Action and Equal Opportunity. As we continuously strive for improvement, we are working collaboratively with student-athlete leaders, staff, and professionals on and off campus to ensure best practices are implemented around sexual misconduct prevention. Our annual trainings to date have included programming on healthy relationships, consent, reporting options, and bystander intervention. A pair of facilities updates. San Diego State and San Diego County Credit Union are reportedly in talks for naming rights for Aztec Stadium, which is set to open for the 2022 football season. Legends and JMI Sports are brokering the deal. Arkansas AD Hunter Juracek reports plans to renovate Bud Walton Arena are at least three years away, noting that modest renovations would cost between $75 and $100 million. The Razorbacks are in the early stages of re-examining a feasibility study for the facility. Juracek saying that's probably a three to five year timeline before anything like that happens, unless somebody has $100 million they want to donate to me today. New rules proposed today by the Men's Basketball Rules Committee include assessing technical fouls to players who flop, increasing from five to six total fouls per player, with a maximum of four per half, allowing team timeouts to serve as or replace media timeouts, and allowing coaches to use live stats and video on the bench during conference games. 
The Women's Basketball Rules Committee is proposing moving the three-point line back to the international distance of 22 feet and one and three quarters inches, allowing live stats to be transmitted to the bench area for coaching purposes, expanding replay to include any out-of-bounds plays, restricted area plays, and if baskets should count when a foul is not committed. The Playing Rules Oversight Panel will discuss both proposals pending approval for the 2021-22 season. The NCAA has reached a pivotal moment in the debate over participation of transgender athletes in college sports. As AP sports writer Eric Olson points out that three of 20 schools being considered to host early rounds of the NCAA softball tournament are in states with signed transgender sports bans. Penn faculty member Karen Weaver saying, The NCAA statement on transgender sports bans was carefully worded and I think it's a tenuous time to be taking any kind of stance that might be viewed as political because they're trying to craft their future in the Congress and Senate with the NIL legislation. They're trying not to tick off any potential folks who might vote for something that benefits the NCAA the most. Duke public policy professor Mac McCorkle agrees, saying, this is kind of where the rubber meets the road for the NCAA. And in final notes, like Georgia, Georgia Tech will not ask student athletes to contribute their NIL earnings to an overall pool. The Northeast Conference is the latest to eliminate its intra-conference transfer policy and today's first-round Florida Gulf Coast NC State men's tennis match has been declared a no contest due to COVID protocols. NC State will advance to the second round. And that is all for your D1 Teen 5 for Friday afternoon, May 7th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you back here bright and early Monday morning.